Tell me, though, what's his technique? That last strike, it seems invincible. Hello, and welcome to Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron Fist podcast. My name is Connor McKenna. I'm not... <laughs> You're not going to make fun of me this time? No. I'm not that redundant. Carl's, this is Carl's now. I'm not that redundant. And today, we are covering Iron Fist 1. The gold, the Golden Avenger versus the Living Weapon, a Jewel of Iron. So this is the first issue of Iron Fist, Iron Fist's own series, I should say, which was published um, in November 1975, and nothing was really happening there of note. This was the biggest thing of note. Well, any Iron Fist issue is the biggest thing of note, really, in any month. But yes, so let's talk before we get into it. Actually, I'll list the um. I'll list the credits first. Chris Claremont's the author, John Burns the artist, Al McWilliams is the inker, Dave Hunt's the letterer, Janice Cohen is the colorist, and Marv Wolfman is the editor. So, let's talk about Iron Man, since he's featuring in this issue. Uh, how do you feel about Iron Man? Um, Iron Man, I always thought growing up, was pretty cool. I thought it was interesting that they took the whole spin with him fighting alcoholism, which didn't hit yet. Yeah. That hadn't, that, that hadn't, hadn't hit yet in this time frame. I believe that was eighties. Yeah. Um, but one of my biggest issues with Iron Man, which was actually fully explored with the whole alcoholism thing. And then later gave us war machine is that, Anybody could be in the suit. Yeah. So I, Iron Man was cool, but Tony Stark. Re- really, anybody could be Iron Man. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess Tony Stark was, you know, he's a genius. So I feel like it's appropriate for him to be in the suit because he'd be the one to use it the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. And- Iron Man never really hit my radar. I always thought he had a cool design, and I liked how he's based off Howard Hughes. I don't really like mm-hmm. Iron Man these days. I think I think he was cooler back in, I don't know, the 70s, 80s, and 90s. I don't really like him post-2000s. Not only because he's a jerk, but because he's... I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, also the Robert Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man in the movies is not the same Iron Man in the comics right now. Yeah, Iron Man in the comics is even more of a self-centered. It's all about me, prick. He's not as much of a he's not as much as a go, uh, much of a goof as the movies, though. Mm-hmm. Unless people write it like that. Yeah, I guess I, I do like that about Iron Man, how he's turned into a self-centered jerk, but yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm not an Avengers fan, but I do like I do like the idea of Iron Fist and his solo... Uh, Iron Fist? Iron Man <laughs> and his solo stuff. Because, what was it? It was 
the Avengers weren't a th- were they a thing at uh, when Marvel started the Avengers weren't a thing it was Iron Man Thor and the Hulk they were the only classic Avengers as you'd put it even though the Hulk is only there for like one issue or something yep yeah anyway yeah me and Wasp came around yeah so now my well, my first introduction to Iron Man, I knew who he was, I knew what he looked like, but I had never read a comic book. And at Christmas, I always got, like, my parents always went out and stuff like, well, Santa Claus always put, like, five comic books in my stocking. And one year, I think it was an actual Iron Man issue, and it was Iron Man versus Machine Man. And in the issue... Machine Man actually totally kicks Iron Man's butt. Half of the reason why is because Tony was totally drunk off his butt hmm. and, and got in the suit and one after Machine Man, who had gone into the complex actually to talk to Iron Man because Machine Man was under the impression that Iron Man was also an android. So he wanted to ask Iron Man some questions because he was having difficulty trying to just fit in with humans. And, of course, so he just walks into the facility, all the alarms go off, and they're like, oh, it's a robot guy whose arms and legs can extend, you know, to the point where he just walked over the electric fence like it was nothing, like Stilt Man. A Daredevil reference. And, uh... Uh, Stilt Man. (laughs) And, um... They get, of course, they get into a huge fight, and um, Machine Man actually hooks into the facility's power system and is just going to cook Iron Man, thinking he's just going to fry his circuits to shut him down. And as he's cooking him, he realizes, oh, there's a human in there. I should stop. It's probably a good idea. But that was my first introduction to an actual Iron Man story, and I was. From that comic, I became a Machine Man fan. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your your introduction was Iron Fist being a uh, Iron Man being a drunk jerk, and Machine Man being a hero, so that's not a surprise at all. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, and I do have an entire Machine Man collection, and I don't have an Iron Man collection. <laughs> <laughs> and this is going on thirty years after since wow. I've read that comic. So yeah. Ap- apologies to. Any Iron Man fans out there? We are yep, sorry. Nothing, nothing against them, just not my cup of tea. Yeah, or, I mean, I, I don't even know that much about Iron Man in the comics, to be honest. Most of the stuff I've read of him is where he's the bad guy character, he's part of a bigger thing, so... Alright, so let's start with the cover. Yep, so we have Iron Fist leaping towards... Iron Man and punching him in the chest looking like he's pooping his pants. Well, he's actually getting hit in the side of the head with a repulsor ray, and Iron Fist is saying, Iron Man's repulsor ray, knocking me out. And Iron Man responds with, Iron Fist Kung Fu Blow, destroying my armor. And it's the battle you've been waiting for. This, uh, the, the cover is very, like, Rocky Balboa. <laughs> Both delivering the knockout punch at the same time. And Iron Fist does look like Rocky, doesn't he? <laughs> now, I think it's interesting that they stuck with the same logo, they stuck with the same image in the circle as we have we had previously seen in the 
premieres. Yeah. And uh, it kind of looks like they even stuck with the same cover artist because that's not John Byrne's artwork. Yeah. And the, by the way, we haven't even mentioned but the color of the Iron Fist logo at the top has cha- been changing now and then. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's not of huge import. Yeah, it, it's, it definitely looks like the same cover artist. And again, there's no damsel there, so that'd be pretty funny though. And he went um, very, the artist went very Kirby-esque, or it might not be the artist, it might have been the inker that went very Jack Kirby-esque on the inking of the Iron Man armor. Yeah. With the, sh- the shadows and whatnot, it's very Kirby. Yeah. And they're fighting in, well, what looks like a industrial complex thing. Computers and machines and bits and pieces everywhere. Yeah, it looks chaotic. It's a decent cover. It's not my favorite cover, but it's not the worst cover. It's not the Captain America cover, which we'll get to. I can't remember that one, but... uh, I remember the issue. How could you forget that issue? But, yeah... Well, the only reason why I say that is because it's almost the exact same thing. Really? With what with what's going down on this cover, where they're both trying, basically, like, delivering, like, the knockout punch, the Captain America cover is done almost exact same. Okay. But, again, we'll get to that issue when we get to it. It's not that far away. Yeah. So we open with the first page, which says, A Jewel of Iron, and Iron is colored in a way so it looks like metal and Iron Fist looks like he's hiding out in a Stark logo yes the Stark industry logo he's yeah. in between the R and the K we are again given the corrected yep. top paragraph that they've been using in the last three or four issues I think pretty much since Claremont took over that's been corrected and since he's running this show it still stays Yep, because Clement's awesome, so... And we find out that Iron Fist tonight is breaking the law. Yep. He's breaking into Stark Industries, and he doesn't care, because he hunts Colleen's Wing's kidnappers, and, well, as we know last issue, the trailers led him here to the Stark Industries building in the new... in, uh... the Stark Industries New York branch. And there's, uh... obvious melodramatic, a trail marked with blood... Etc. Because Iron Fist takes everything super seriously, um, and so he's stealthing and he leaps down. I don't quite understand the ambulance leaving. Yeah, that because in that first page, it's in the lower right hand corner, the old hearse slash. Ambulance, and on the the second page, we see it driving away. There is no reason for this. I don't know why that was put in there. Yeah. The first page is quite good, I think. Yep. Nice big splash panel. Yep. And so the, uh, he's just stealthing around. Yeah, no alarms have been triggered or anything. And that second, that third panel on the second page, what is going on there? I th- he's in the parking lot sneaking towards the building and it's not done well but we, he's standing in the middle of a giant arrow pointed at, 
painted in the parking lot and there's a car behind him throwing the weirdest looking shadow ever yeah. and his body is also throwing the weirdest shadow ever uh, and I know I've, I've mentioned the whole John Byrne art style yeah. not being 100% John Byrne yeah. in the last issue this entire panel and the first panel and a good portion of the next panel I don't think John Byrne drew all these mm. I honestly think even though John Byrne's credited, there's another artist possibly working on these books. Hmm. And, and John Byrne honestly may have come in and just redone, redid pages. And the other artist may have just been given the boot because things aren't lining up like that entire middle panel. Yeah. That's pipe. That's piping hot. To the point where you literally have to stare at it to just try to figure out what am I even looking at here. Yeah, that's not very and, good. And and other than actually on this entire page, I can't say that's John Byrne's art style. Mm. On the on the following page, I can that close up of Ang- Angar's face where he's sneaking into the building, and then it leads to a flashback of how he got into the situation and the information that led him here. So it's a flashback of the fight at the end of the last issue. The panels of the flashback, again, don't have the sharp corners. They're curved. Yep. Just to distinguish them. So this flashback is um, unnecessary, in my opinion, and it takes up way too much time. They do add to it, but... Uh... It's the, on the third page, the last three panels, half the page is additional information they didn't give you from the last issue. And we've got the classic Angar's line. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, basically it flashes back and they're fighting and Iron Fist is losing his poopy doodles and he's pinned Angar up to a wall with a cross block, I guess, and he threatens to snap his neck like a twig if he doesn't give him answers. And the cop's like, oh, blah, 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 being useless. And uh, then Anger says it was Stark, Tony Stark International behind it, and they're after him. And this is the quote. I'm not jiving, man. Think about it. Hoan's a mineralogical treasure trove. Oil, gold, iron, uranium, heavy metals. It's an industrial paradise on Earth, and Tony Stark wants it. Trouble is, the old king isn't interested in dealing with with Stark International. He's nixed the deal. I'm surprised Anger can use so many big words. Well, he's a scientist working at Starks International. Is he? He's he's still an employee. Okay. He's, he's got an actual ID. So I have to wonder, is he a mutant? Or is that medallion he wears something that he built, which allows him to do what he does? Because I don't know enough about the character. I do not research From him. what I read in Daredevil, I can't remember a clear answer then. But then that whole thing was a weird haze to me. So, um, yeah. And uh, Angar leads him. There's a thing called the Delphi computer, and all the information Iron Fist needs is in there. And they were going well until Iron Fist got involved, which is why they snatched Colleen, apparently. And then Iron Fist, uh, well, hits him with his forearm in the throat. And Raphael Scott's like, what are you doing? And Iron Fist is like, he's tensing to scream. 
And then, well, he screams. Yeah, he gets one out because Lieutenant Scarf is holding Iron Fist back. We get a groovy panel there. Now, should we mention that his collar grows back? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, as he said, it's a symbiote. It just pops out when it needs a new one. It's the same day. (laughs) (laughs) Is he supposed to have, in all seriousness, is he supposed to have, like, spare costumes or something? Because I don't think it ever goes into that. His costume gets trashed a lot. To actually know, this is a ceremonial outfit he was wearing. You would think there would just be the one. Maybe gets Colleen to... Well, but she's not... Uh, yeah, know. she's kidnapped. There's there's no excuse for what happens with the collar. And Professor Wing isn't capable of anything, really, so... <laughs> now, he screams. They come to. Angar the Screamer is gone. And now a more interesting twist is... No one remembers Angar the Screamer but Iron Fist now. And Scarf is laughing hysterically as well. So I yes. But Iron Fist, Daredevil, and Black Widow. Dun, dun, dun. No, but in the, yeah, uh, Iron Fist is the only one who remembers out of everyone. And he's still physically holding the ID, so Scarf saying that, oh, he was a dream, you just made him up. Is just asinine. It's like, uh, did I apparently dream a real ID that I'm holding in my freaking hand? Well, Scarf is you, an idiot. You call yourself a detective? <laughs> I don't know what's in that blue hair dye, mister, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it must be seeping into your head. Yeah. And then we go back to present time where his collar has regrown, and he's ascending a, a, silently ascending a staircase... In Stark Industries. Yeah. And I want to mention as well that uh, Raphael was trying to convince Iron Fist that it was his guilt creating this Angar the Screamer personality. Which is crazy. Yes. (laughs) More interesting writing. He's ascending the staircase and some abrasive, annoying person just decides to kick him in the chin. Sending him flying backwards through the air, but he twists, catches himself, and lands perfectly like a cat at the bottom of the stairs, ready for what's next, and screams, "Shoo!" And he got caught off guard as well, because he was all tense and alert, and this abrasive person just got the drop on him. And it's Misty Knight. Dun-dun-dun. With the coolest belt buckle ever. Glad to see you remember me from that really brief fight where he knocked her out in... Marvel Premiere 19. Thanks, Marv. 19? It says 21 in my issue, mister. Oh, sorry. My bad. <laughs> like it matters. No, not really. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they he's confronted with Misty Knight, and they discuss what's going on and how... I don't really think Iron Fist had a clue that Colleen was half a detective agency. That doesn't make any sense, though, because they mentioned it before. Well, they mentioned they worked together, and they mentioned... I think they said the name was Nightwing Restorations. But if you think about it, for all they all Iron Fist, no, they could redo furniture. <laughs> I still can't believe she didn't catch on to the whole, you know, her dad and assassination attempts for nine years thing. Mm-hmm. Also, that cult just seems to be gone now. I guess they gave up. Well, he, yeah, they just... 
destroyed the everything. The whole base is gone. They were arrested. Yeah. So, who knows? We'll have to see if they pop up later. Anyway, Iron Fist is like, why the hell did you kick me? And then Misty continues being abrasive. And, like, says, the name's Misty, not Miss Knight. I hit you because I didn't know it was you, Target, and like you, I don't think I can afford to be around here tonight. And then there's this panel where they're just, like, awkwardly staring at each other. Yeah, with no word bubbles. Yeah. Another panel that makes no sense. Uh, I laughed. I chuckled. And then she said, <laughs> I owed you for that one nerve punch you zapped me with last time when I attacked you completely unprovoked and tried to do whatever. So, that was justified. Anyway. Yeah, and th this is where she says she's a private cop specializing in finding people. People like Colleen Wing. And then Iron Fist goes, but you and Colleen work together. And then this is where Misty Knight explains that they're partners in this sort of private detective Nightwing restorations. And then we find out that Patam Patam is apparently what muffled gunshot sounds like. And yeah, she mentions she was supposed to meet her contacts like 15 minutes ago. And, yeah, I heard about the kidnapping, of course, but my contacts on the Fuzz Force had nothing for me. No physical evidence, no leads, no leads. What's the Fuzz Force? All right, back in the 70s, they used to call the police oh, the, the fuzz. fuzz. Fuzz, okay, yep, yep, I get that now. It has nothing to do with a group of lesbians. Um, <laughs> I did not even go there or think of that, but thank you for that. Um... And she's there to meet uh, Stark's chief of security, an old acquaintance, apparently. And he had something to deliver to her personally. And yes, then they hear Patam Patam, the shotgun blasts. Now, Misty is wearing a... She looks odd to me in comparison to the previous appearance, because she looks like she's wearing a lot of makeup here. Not only is she wearing a lot of makeup, it looks like she stole one of Kitty Pride's outfits from the X-Men. I wouldn't know. But, oh wait, no, I see what you mean. Yep. The whole black and yellow thing. Yeah. And she's got a, what looks like a 38 strapped under her right arm and a large dagger on her left hip. Yeah. And, and she has... She... You continue? Uh, she kicks through the door after hearing the gunshot wounds that run in there, gun drawn, and she sees her contact laying on the floor. They're too late. Um, yeah, these panels are all pretty weird. Like, when you look at Misty Knight's uh, introduction, and you look at her checking her watch, and it's like, her eyes look really weird. Like, <laughs> she she's a bit derp, if you know what I mean, or she put the makeup wrong wrong or something. Um, not, not as bad as the the bottom left-hand panel of the, of the other page there. Where Iron Fist is handing her the ID. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what? Yep. That one's classic. Usually we talk about the art a bit more, but there's nothing too remarkable going on, really. Yeah. There's some nice uh, angles. Yep, yeah, and, and again, nothing on these two pages, says John Byrne. Yep. I, I, nothing. While we were doing this, I flicked back to an Arvel, no, a Pat Broderick issue. And the art in that was much better. So yeah, I even believe that this is not much John Byrne at all. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand this artwork. Again, yeah. all this changes in the next issue. 
but John Byrne is the credited artist in this book, and so far I think I can count three panels. Yeah. That I would say that's John Byrne. <laughs> yeah. So basically, they picked up the computer access card off uh, her contact's body. Uh, Donald. Corley. No, 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 no. That's Angar's. That's Angar's card. Really? Yeah. Oh, it is too. Sorry, I was in a sort of haze when I read this. <laughs> Just like, oh. Oh, you you would think they would be able to pull a card off of his body too, though, because he's like the head security guard there that was her contact. But I, no, Iron Fist I guess comes like, forward with Anger's card. Looking at the artwork and stuff, that was the conclusion my mind went to logically. Not that Iron Fist just had the card the whole time, but... Um, so they go, they open up this big... I think they open up a door. Either that or she's getting cash out of the ATM. And then they go into this room. None of this art explains anything very well. Despite... And Iron Fist looks like Dr. Fate in that bottom right panel. I don't know what's going on with his head, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And the funniest part is we were talking about Dr. Fate earlier this week. Yeah. There he is. Look. Yep. And um, so they go into this huge computer room, computers all around them, and Misty seems to think that now they're in the computer, which is the Delphi system, the most advanced, most knowledgeable, most aware computer ever designed. They're going to find out, one, exactly where Colleen's stashed, and exactly what Angar is up to being a, like, mole inside Stark Industry, and, of course, who he's working for. So, let's just... Okay. So, can we take a break and just wonder what the hell's going on? So, Angar was allegedly working for Stark Industries, right? Correct. Yep. And That's what we're led to believe. He kidnapped Colleen because Iron Fist was getting in the way because they were trying to seal a deal with the King of Halwan and it was going south. And how did, did... Was Iron Fist's involvement, which they were annoyed about, was that him saving the princess at the park? Yes. Because they're all working for, you know, who... Okay, yeah, it's just I needed to get a clearer picture of what was going on because I was a bit confused. So we're led to believe, like, the master plan was to either kill or kidnap the princess yeah. as leverage to get the king to either step down or agree to sell the rights of the minerals to Stark. Yeah. And speaking of Stark, he's chilling in his bed. Yep, he's chilling out in some weird, funky sci-fi control room slash bedroom and his computer is going off with an intruder alert. See, I like the... Now, that panel, I like Iron Fist sleep... Uh, Iron... Oh, wow, this is happening a lot. <laughs> Iron Man sleeping on the bed. I like the shading, the inking and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But the rest of it looks really... Uh, the colouring is just not very good. I don't know. Oh, oh yeah, no, I've got... Uh, again, I'm holding the original issue, and the colouring is horrendous it's some of it's not even in the lines mm. and again not a single panel on this page or the next page says john Byrne at all yeah so i i'm actually hoping john Byrne 
comes to a convention soon, so I can like totally corner him on this going, what is this crap? Because it's not you. So the alarm goes off and Tony gets up out of bed going, what's going on? It's My screen's flashing red alert. And, and he's like, oh God, Kaylee, Don, Kaylee. Because in the monitor screen we see that her the guy, they were going to meet her contact, who is dead now. He sees that and then he looks at his other screen where it says intruder alert across it. And who's in it? Nobody but Iron Fist and Misty Knight. And to be fair, and, Iron Fist doesn't look like a stand-up citizen. Right, because he doesn't even look was... like he doesn't look like a citizen really. He looks weird. <laughs> well, yeah, but his name was also tarnished in all the news because they were broadcasting that he was the killer of Meacham. He got cleared of charges, but the damage is still done. He's right. not really a trustworthy figure. And I like this line here as Tony Stark's waiting up. Whatever else you can say about Tony Stark, he is not an absentee boss. I like that line. Summarizes because it well. Kali was more than an employee of Stark International. He was a friend, and Tony Stark is a man who looks after his friends. I think it's Kali, by the way, because they're doing the whole generic Irish cop thing. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then we have an interlude to the dock. Yeah. Did we mention Iron Man pulling out his Iron Man costume? Yeah, he's got the uh, classic... Iron Man suit folded up in the suitcase. I got flat like. I gotta say, like me liking the Iron Man costumes, it goes like I like it goes backwards. I like the earlier ones mm-hmm. much better than the newer ones. Like he go backwards, and that would pretty much just be my ranking of his costumes. Like I really love the original one where he's just that giant sort of metal. Um, you know, you gotta read. Yeah, the gray outfit, but you you got to read that story. It's hysterical. Yeah. Because his, his whole suit's powered by magnets. All right. And all, his, and all his abilities are magnetism. Well, it's better than the standard radiation thing that Stanley always went with, right? <laughs> I mean... True, but I mean, he didn't even have a repulsor ray. It was just, he either, you know, turned the magnets on so it went towards him to, like, pull a gun out of somebody's hand huh. or or turned the magnetic rays away from him to like just have bullets fly away from him or send something across the room at somebody yeah whole different you know set Di- of powers completely different yeah anyway this interlude so the bad guys are rocking up in their car and there's the standard you're late by the other bad guys. Um, they're essentially yeah. airplane pilot. Yep. Yeah, and they're bringing Colleen to this airport so they can take her to the master. And well, this the is the other thing master. I don't understand. Just the girl and the slave master. Who the hell is the slave master? There's no cargo. Just the girl and the slave master. Maybe we'll find out later, but that is. And the slave master is to begin indoctrination as soon as she's conscious, which won't be for a few hours. Allah be praised. Thanks to the sedative that they're using. That Bade is giving. And so these two guys right here, the guy who's saying this, and then the guy we see in the next panel being kicked out the back of 
a completely different colored car than had just pulled up. And oh, here we go. It's the freaking ambulance. Look at the glass behind his head. Um, yeah, is this the same ambulance? There it is. There's the tie that really isn't well done. Yeah, it could have been well done if it was like, you know, a consistent color and not three different colors. Right, and the reason why we say that is in the beginning it's white. When he pulls up at the top of this page, it's solid red. And Bade, who is now being kicked out of the back of it, it's blue. I'm getting flashbacks to those cult issues where everything got super wonky. <laughs> but now, but because he called him Bade, these two guys were the ones that's, that uh, broke into the uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. facility and fired up Monstroid. Yeah. I'm actually just, because I didn't read this in black and white, because at this point I generally don't, but I'm just looking at the black and white version. I did wish I read it, because then I wouldn't have all these color goofs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um... But so yeah. Colleen is now making a break for it. The sedatives weren't administered, obviously. She used one of her powerhouse kicks to kick Bade out through the back of the hearse. She's running ambulance. off, and she kicks... And she's... we got to say that line. She says, no way, bub. Yes. Snicked. <laughs> and she's uh, running, and she hopes that once she's in the crowd and the light, the people can't touch you. And then this guy is great. He goes, get her, bring her back, and bring her back alive and unmarked, or the master will have your souls. Dun, dun, dun. It's like a but it, it's it's nice to see that Chris Claremont was already using Wolverine's lines before <laughs> he was before he was writing Wolverine for in X Men, which of course John Byrne and Chris Claremont, after they did their Iron Fist stint, rolled right into the X Men stuff, in fact, it, which uh, is collided. some of the. Yeah, which is some of the best X-Men stuff, one, out there, and two, good luck buying those issues. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you think these Iron Fist issues are expensive. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, this Master Khan is Shang Tsung prototype. So, it totally makes sense. <laughs> Colleen runs smack into a complete stranger face first into his chest and he kind of like pulls her off of him and as he does she rips his shirt with her hand and she's like let me go blast you you hear me let me go oh my god and he's like too bad lady and he like double karate chops her on the sides of the neck which makes her pass out there are yep. just some things or pardon me there are some things a, a body just shouldn't see. Yep. Especially Not if, if a body, body wants... wants to stay alive. Yeah, which is odd choice of words, but we know where he's from, so whatever. Um... <laughs> All right, before we go any further, yep, I have to comment on the very first word bubble on this page. Way to go, lady, as the good book says, so far so good. I don't know if this is a common theme with Chris Claremont, but as the good book says, has now been used twice in four issues of Chris Claremont. And it hasn't made any sense. Correct. Um, yeah. Yeah. So one. I found that a little interesting. So the thugs catch up with the now unconscious Colleen Wing in this large stranger who's holding her. 
and they're like, hold it, move, and you're dead. And they're talking smack back and forth, and he's like, we can't have any witnesses. And he's like, you try that, Milana, your men are going to die. It isn't worth the hassle, man. He's like, fine, we've delayed long enough. Just let him go. We'll take the chick and go. And he then returns to apparently the phone he was talking to on which, again, we didn't see beforehand. And it reveals that he is calling the Meacham residence for Ward Meacham. And oh, I like that. And right now he has more important things to do than hassle white slavers. So, mm-hmm. And he says, Mr. Meacham, you don't know me, sir, but I know you. And I know what your brother did in the Himalayas 11 years ago. No, Mr. Meacham, I don't want money, nothing like that. I want information. What I want is Iron Fist. And as that, he says that, it is revealed that he has what looks like half of the brand of the dragon on his chest, so it looks like, dare I say, a serpent. Mm. (laughs) And now we see that the airplane carrying Colleen Wing is off in the air, taking off. Yep. So, they didn't get her in time. Yeah, and well, obviously we'll mention that that is the first appearance of the Steel Serpent. Um, yes. Davos, who is probably Iron Fist's main villain. Which I'm, I'm sure, I'm sorry, but he should look a little more Asian. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Because if anything, he looks kind of like Ben Grimm before he turns into the thing. Yeah, he just looks like sort of a thug. Looks like a Clancy boy. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So yeah, the plane takes off, and now I, it goes back to Iron Fist, who is uh, hunting back for the killer of Stark Industries. Stark Industries. Hunting for the killer of Donald uh, Corley. He didn't want to leave Misty, but she insisted that she stay there by herself and look at the computer thing. Now Iron Fist is leaping and jumping around, looking for whoever killed Don Corley, and then someone says, "Hold it, Butcher!" from the side. And now, before we go any further with what transpires on the next page, you need to pay attention, because I actually had to go back and look from what is said on the next page, that in the very first panel of him of us going back to Iron Fist, behind him, it says, cryogenic fuel danger. Ah, okay, yeah. Because I didn't catch it, because it's it's yeah. stuck it's stuck in the corner. Yeah. And then the next panel, when he does come face to face with Iron Man, this is where you're going to screw this up 500 times, because now they're both on the same panels. Oh. <laughs> yep. Why do you challenge me, Iron Man? I have no quarrel with you. What about Don Cowley or? Coley, or however you want to pronounce it. I didn't ki- I did not kill Daniel Coley. So we've gone from Don to Daniel. And tell it to the judge, Iron Fist. Now, Iron Fist's communication skills have improved here. Instead of, instead of like, just saying immediately, I did not kill him, he... Because do you remember when he walked out of the building and Colleen goes, hello, Iron Fist, and he just goes, I did not kill him. Yep. He's... he's <laughs> Worked on his skills a bit, I think, so. But anyways, Iron Man is apparently a little a little tired of killers lying to his face. And you can see his eyes, Iron Man's eyes, but you can't see Iron Fist's eyes. Because it's right. lighted out. I just wanted to mention that. 
And that middle bottom panel is total ice cream cone. <laughs> yep. It makes me want ice cream because it's so damn hot here. <sighs> so Iron Man's attack is, attack is blindingly fast, and he's basically just flying straight at Iron Fist in a building. And, of course, Iron Fist gets out of the way, but he's wondering, because he's heard about, heard about Iron Fist, Iron, Iron Man, Man. and seeing him on TV that why isn't he using his repulsor rays? Yeah. And then he comes to the conclusion that because of the cryogenic fuel storage area, which again, you had to catch, because even on the huge blow up of Iron Man standing in front of Iron Fist where they could have put that danger sign in 17 different places, they didn't do it. It's on the page before. Yeah. That because of the fuel, if he fired off, the whole place would probably go up. And kill both of them. Right. And now we got... Obviously, it's a fight, so there is a lot of second-person monologuing going on. And, and it starts it's... off with a kick in the face. Yep. And then Iron Fist retaliates by... No, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Iron Man retaliates <laughs> by punching him in the head. Pow. With, rap, with a right cross. Continuing to punch him. And he says, you're not facing a 40-year-old ex-con Iron Fist. You're not up against one of your kung fu clowns. You're playing the big leagues, mister. You're fighting Iron Man. Iron Man or Iron Men. And it says that uh, Marv has a little note, because uh, there's lots of Iron Mans all of a sudden, he says, that's generated by Shellhead's image inducer. And Iron, yep, Fist... We know. Iron Fist is presented with eight of them, but apparently he can cut through that. Because he punches the right one dead in the face. Doesn't take him long either. And then we're. Sh- oh, and Iron Fist says sh- he has no time for fools. <laughs> and uh, then we're given a shot of Misty Knight uh, working fast at the computer terminal and someone reaching for a shotgun in apparently a dead cat's anal cavity. Um, because um, I don't know what the hell that's supposed to be that the shotgun is sticking out of. I don't need to censor that, do I? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's completely up to you. Yeah, screw it. And then we go right back to the fight of Iron Man and Iron Fist trading blows, and then it leads to some judo throws, and I say throws because... Iron Fist throws Iron Man, but Iron Man just... Lands on his feet. Lands on his feet, grabs Iron Fist, and then Judo throws him pretty much across the room into some building supplies. <laughs> yeah. So the fight is pretty even so far. Um, I mean, I don't know if like Iron Fist blows are hurting Iron Man. I mean, they're doing I would... something, I think. Maybe they're scrambling his circuits a bit. I don't think so far he's done anything other than just kept him, you know, from getting a good solid footing. Okay. Had enough fancy fists? (laughs) (laughs) But we have to, there's another shot, two shots of uh, Misty Misty Knight, and someone is now cocking the shotgun behind her, and she spins around. Now, that panel right there of the close-up of Misty Knight's face, that is John Byrne. Yeah, and then we go right back to a non-John Byrne panel with the had enough fancy fists. I can keep this up all night. <laughs> Best dialogue ever. 
You keep getting up, and I'll keep knocking you down. Make it easy on yourself. Make it easy. For... Oh, Give it up. No. It's your funeral then. And then, patam, patam, shroam. Now this is what? Oh, he blew up the computer. Yep, the whole computer center has exploded. And Iron Fist and, uh, completely freaks out because he's like, oh, this has haunted me for 11 years. Someone else has died because of me. And a single tear goes down his mask thing. And, and again, his face. <laughs> the next panel. The next panel. <laughs> these, these panels are unintentionally hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, dude, Iron Man's face yeah, I know in that panel. <laughs> he's, he's he's suddenly become a crash test dummy. <laughs> and uh, even on. And I, I, I will say the the tear panel again. The tear panel, John Byrne. But look at on this lower jaw. It looks hilarious. But the next panel with the crash test dummy Iron Man and the constipated Iron Fist. I don't know who the hell drew that one either. It looks like John Byrne had a little bit to do with it, but not much. And so, uh, Iron Fist kicks him in the back. In the lower spine. And Iron Fist, uh, <coughs> Iron Man reacts like a crash test dummy. Yes. And his attack is so fast, black. so deadly that he is barely aware of what is happening. So in other words, he did a king hit. <laughs> and sucker punched him. Huh? And now Iron Fist is just continuously attacking him with blows but in doing so he is charging up his right hand with the iron fist uh, and they, they comment how you can feel the force across your shoulders, down your arm, into your right hand until your hand begins to smolder to glow until it becomes like unto a thing of iron and when it has, and when it has you strike Chicago. and we have a great shot of Behind Iron Fist, you see his muscled back and Iron Man just flying backwards, and we've got rafters on fire falling around him and energy crackling around Iron Fist and exploding out of yeah. Iron Man's chest. Can I ask Great. how the rafters... Uh, what's with that? Why are all the rafters falling down? I'm going to guess it's from the explosion still of the computer room, but mm. again, why? how are wood rafters falling from inside a metal building? Yeah, this is this is Stark Industries as well. It's not like it's yeah, but no, it is a great panel. Um, just like the, I really love the whole yeah, as you said, the energy crackling everywhere from Iron Fist's chi. We haven't seen anything like that yet, I believe. No, it's a first for that, and now it's all over, and you have triumphed. Big deal, whatever. <laughs> the Warriors Code of Gunland says. You know in your heart that one death does not justify another, and you did not wish Iron Man dead, and you need not have to worry because he pops right back up out of the rubble. Yeah, it's not that easy. Um, okay, Iron Fist, I get the message. You want to play rough, and I'm just the man to oblige you. And, well, he doesn't hold back now. He uses his repulses, and he grabs Iron Fist by the throat, and it just shows that Iron Man, well, probably <laughs> could have taken out Iron Fist any time he wanted, really. <laughs> And then Misty Knight has to save his butt. Yeah. Iron Man, no, I said no. Unless you want to be the first superhero on your block to do hard time in Attica for murder. Dun dun. 
and then, Iron Man goes, oh, wait, look at Iron Man's face. Yep. It's Miss the... Knight. Misty, you're alive. In the one, in the panel before that, though, he looks like a sad crash test dummy now. Yes. <laughs> oh. Oh, the artwork's horrendous here. Yeah, I mean... No thanks to either of you two hotshots, and you'll never guess who I found playing a round of Off the Cop. Voila. Coley. And Don Coley so, was in on it all along. Yeah, he had faked his death, and then tried to pick her off. Pretty well if neither Iron Fist or Misty figured out that he was playing possum. Yeah, because you know, two shotgun blasts always leave no blood anywhere. Yep. Comics card, though. Yes, I know. They yeah, couldn't no. be putting blood everywhere. Now that's gone, and they'll paint a room with blood. And then Frank Miller will just ignore that with Daredevil and start putting sharp items through people's midsections. Yep. So it turns out he wasn't dead, and he was working for the opposition, namely a group of sleeper agents planted inside Stark International, working for some. Mr. Big and Hal Wan. They kidnapped Colleen. Stark had nothing to do with it. And this little and fracas this... tonight was a setup designed to kill me and perhaps kill Iron Fist or Iron Man. Or both. Or both. As well. I dunno. <laughs> <laughs> you mean we were all used. You, you called, called it, it here, hero. And, yep, they're no closer to Colleen than before. They're back to square one and Iron Fist looks ticked. <laughs> and now Iron Man apologizes Iron Fist, I don't know what to say I, If I hadn't butted in You might have found your friend At least you've gotten a lead, perhaps Well, I would like to help you And Tony Stark wanted me to help But I can't, I have urgent commitments I understand The Shellhead has his own mag <laughs> Thanks, Marv Oh yeah, and at this point, for anyone who didn't know Um... Iron Man, uh, Tony Stark, the way Tony Stark's secret identity works is that Iron Man is his bodyguard. Yes. Um, I think that was the case until Civil War, where he revealed his identity. Um, uh, a bunch of people knew, but yeah, I think yeah. for the most part, the general public did not know that Tony Stark was Iron Man. I hope you find the lady, Iron Fist. Thank you my friend. The quest has begun. So obviously it's the usual, as Carl loves to point out, uh, team up. So fight, then team up. Even though the team up lasts for like a handshake. Yep. I think it's a bit quick to call them friends. I don't know. And uh, it has a... Actually, I like this last panel, the plane flying off. Now, does it look like a skull to you in that cloud in front of the moon? Um, Now that you mention it, it does a bit. I don't think that's... Uh, is that deliberate? Damn clouds. <laughs> it's always hard to tell with clouds. <laughs> and it says, Next issue, more on the mystery of Colleen Wing and a journey back to Kun Lun on the eve of the challenge of the, the many, many and, and the, the one. one. A journey into the Valley of the Damned. So, alright. Now, is... Now, is that spelled right? Valley of the... No, it's not. Damned is spelled D-A-M-M-E-D, <laughs> where it should be D-A-M-N-E-D. N, yeah. <laughs> Alright, I'm just going to say it. That issue was pretty disappointing. Yeah, for a first issue, it was... 
Not good. Believe it or not, not as good as the last two issues of the premiere. Well, the last two issues of the premiere were good, though. Right, that's what I'm saying. Oh, everything Warhawk onwards has been great, and, uh... Yeah, so... It was... I'm not gonna lie, I got a bit bored reading this one. Mm-hmm. Especially with the, like, drawn-out flashback at the start, telling me everything I already knew, but then adding stuff at the end, which really should have been in the last issue. And then there's just a lot of confusing explanations for everything. I had trouble making sense of it all. Because it's only... Uh, we're reading these a week apart, and imagine reading these a month apart. Mm-hmm. Or longer sometimes. Yeah. They and... weren't as tight on their schedules back then. Sometimes a comic would not get released for five, six, seven, even eight weeks. The fight between Iron Man and Iron Fist was okay. Could have been better. I did like that, well, Iron Man could have just taken care of him pretty easily, because it makes sense. Um, but... But let's be honest with what Iron Fist's Iron Fist, we've seen him use it for now... Oh, nowadays, been, yeah. That he's been powered up a direct blow to the chest from Iron Fist with his Iron Fist would turn Tony Stark into pretty much Hunt's tomato sauce in a can. Oh, Iron Fist is crazy powerful nowadays. Um, yeah. But, so, I do like that panel, though, where Iron Fist looks angry. It's the only time you see Iron Fist eyes through his mask in mm-hmm. the issue. Um, that panel looks good. Obviously, they shake hands. Obligatory. Um, yeah, I was disappointed overall. I sort of wish I read it in black and white, but, you know, even that wouldn't have saved it from some of the wonky art, but it definitely would have saved it from the colouring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely some weird stuff going on, like the whole ambulance thing being a total lost cause. Why was the ambulance even at Stark Industry is another just question it didn't need to ever go there. They just needed to go straight to the airport. This is a first issue. It should have been better. Yeah. And again, I still don't understand why I, John Byrne is listed as the only artist when it's quite obvious he did not draw 90% of this book. And if you peop, if, if anyone here doubts me, next issue is 100% John Byrne. And if you just look at the two issues, you will... There's no way you could say this is the same person. Yeah. No physical way. And I know, uh, like last month, I was talking about John possibly drawing in the Marvel way, which was like Marvel's generic. Yeah. Everyone needs to draw the same. But it's just too far off, and some of those panels are so bad in this issue that I don't even think John Byrne with the credibility he already had because he'd already been in the industry for years yeah working in the uk and stuff um doing judge dread stories and stuff that were all his artwork that looked nothing like this now now i gotta say this is probably the worst issue so far maybe on par with the batrock issue uh these are both like not very impressive at all it's a shame oh no not good at all no but not, it without does, a doubt fear not listeners it does get a lot better Yes. Imminently. Like, next issue, it gets a lot better. Yes, next issue is a huge step up. Yeah, this is... It's just... Uh, I guess it's a real shame, because, as we said, this is, like, the first Iron Fist issue, so it should have been better. 
But yeah, um, anything else to add? Uh, no, other than uh, in the wonderful world of Netflix, Iron Fist, we now have had two Marvel bigwigs saying, cool your jets, Iron Fist is coming. Yeah, and uh, I'm quite looking forward to the casting announcement for that. Which might be actually within the next week or so. Let's hope. As one of them has hinted. Hmm. Yeah, that was lower, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you can pick up this issue on eBay. Good luck. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You can pick it up in the first volume of Marvel Masterworks. You can pick it up in the Iron Fist Essential and the Iron Fist Epic Collection. And... And and honestly, for the money, I would say the uh, Epic Collection is the way to go. Yeah. It would be the cheapest option. And shop around, because there are a lot of places selling it for almost 50% off. Yeah. Now, um... Iron Fist belongs to Marvel, Iron Man belongs to Marvel, any characters or music we use, we're doing this purely non-for-profit, we don't make any money off this, so please don't sue us. None whatsoever. We haven't even figured out how to put commercials in front of the YouTube things yet. (laughs) Uh, Well, I I, I don't intend to. (laughs) (laughs) So Connor can make those seven cents. (laughs) Then we get sued. Uh... (coughs) Um, So you can find us on our Facebook page. The Immortal Iron Fist Podcast, Sons of the Dragon. You can also find us on Twitter at Iron Fist Podcast, our SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash Sons of the Dragon, hyphens where the spaces are, our YouTube, just type in Iron Fist Podcast, you'll find us pretty quickly. We're on iTunes as well. Feel free to leave us a rating and review there. If it's less than five stars, please tell us what we could improve on. Um, we are also on Podcast Garden in the literature section. And our WordPress, which is Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron Fist podcast.wordpress.com, which I believe that and Podcast Garden seem to be the most popular avenues for getting our episodes so far. And all our show notes will be on our WordPress as well for any other issues we reference, if you're wondering. Um, and you can contact us at Sons of the Dragon podcast at gmail.com. Feel free to email us about anything, your thoughts on the issue, your thoughts on any lore speculations we've had, you know, ask us what we do in our spare time, if we like long walks on the beach or not. Um, ask <laughs> us about Ghost Rider or Daredevil or, yeah. Hellboy. Yeah, anything, really. Um, we just want to chat. And, yeah. So. Connor knows a lot about Superman yes. also. Yes, ask me about Superman. I'll... Or Smallville. Yeah. I haven't finished Smallville yet. <laughs> it's been a wild ride, I'll say that much. Um, but, yes, next week... Valley of the Damned. So in... And they do correct the spelling yes. in the next issue. <laughs> so until then, may your fists become unto like a thing of iron, so you can accomplish whatever tasks you need to do with your fists. And... Like the good book says. Peace. See you in a week. See ya. <laughs> Later. <laughs>